Hello lovely and welcome to Notes from a Small Room, the self-love podcast from Salamnico that has the conversations they definitely wouldn't want to put on a t-shirt. This episode we're going to be talking about one of my favourite topics relating to self-love and healing. Last episode I decided to have a go at a rather divisive topic, so now I want to go into one that is purely philosophical and one that, again, I just really love it. So a few weeks ago, I asked you what you notice when you go out and about. Also, I'm really sorry if you can hear building work. Um, So what do you notice in the world outside of yourself? What do you notice on the inside world as well? And I asked you what it was outside because rather like astrology, what we notice outside affects what we experience inside. The algorithm of life is completely identical to the algorithm which we are familiar with on the internet. But unlike the one on the internet, we can control our life algorithm. However, this is something that no one will ever want to tell you. Um, Because once you can control your life algorithm, uh, you can control your experiences, your opportunities, the people you come into contact with. Um, It's basically like... uh, yeah, unlocking the book that tells you everything. And it took me ages to understand this, and it took me even longer to implement it. And it's taken me even longer to implement it successfully. And that's been a very recent phenomenon. Uh, Your life is a reflection of what you have allowed to continue although that's probably going to not be a welcome observation for anyone. But you can think of it like Instagram if you prefer, or Facebook, or whichever social media you use. The content you like is the content you see more of. The content you interact with is the content that sets off a domino effect of similar content appearing on your feed. The world that is your environment in real life is the feed and the way you interact with it is your likes and the people you interact with are your follows do you get it everything leads to a more concentrated version of the content you allow to continue for example if you stay constantly surrounding yourself with individuals who moan about life and have never-ending problems if you listen to music that's constantly in a minor key with depressing lyrics, if you watch disaster movies and constantly have the news on with the never-ending doom and gloom that seems to be happening, if you never go out on a sunny day, if you consume sugary and fast foods, you will of course only see the bad in the world, you will feel depressed, you will consider life to be a hopeless creature that really isn't worth putting effort into. And that's because of what you associate with. But if you associate mostly with people who engage in positive conversation that goes past surface level gossip, if you spend time in nature every day, if you listen to music in a major key, if you watch movies about love and hope, and these don't have to be devoid of reality, it's just a happy reality that you aspire to be existing within. If you eat fresh food and spend more time educating yourself on subjects that intrigue you, 
then you will see life as an organism that you can grow into what you want. You can make it into, yeah, just like this amazing plant that flowers and gives you fruit and nutrition and is also beautiful on the eye. Another uncomfortable truth is that your happiness is your responsibility. Your life is your responsibility. And once you see your algorithm for what it is and change it, then everything else will fall into place. And that is a promise. It might not fall into place in the way that you expected or wanted, but it will um, niche down. So if you want to live a lavish lifestyle, change your algorithm to accommodate that. If you want peace, change your algorithm. If you want love, change your algorithm. Everything is accessible depending on the algorithm you adopt into your life. But first you must understand which algorithm you are currently in. Your mind controls your algorithm, but it takes cues from the content you are showing it. That is why it is so important to regularly edit and reroute the content. If you consider life to be hard work, that is because you have not yet found the algorithm that is your flow state and you are constantly interacting with content that positively reinforces this idea. The key is just to decide where you are, what you want, and what in your life is holding you back from achieving that. And from there, it's all a rather fascinating little puzzle. And everyone's different. Everyone's algorithm is different. And it will be, even within the same topic. Topic, even. <laughs> Everyone will want something different within that niche. Because we will want something that is totally unique to us. Some want love, but we are so dull as to only have one word to encompass that spectrum of sensations. So... Perhaps it is best that here we call it connection. And this is just one example of what people want, but it's the most common. So people all want different kinds of connection. Some desire a purely physical version, some a platonic, others a spiritual one, and some a visual version one might call voyeuristic. <laughs> Some want money, but for different reasons. Some want money for money's sake. Some want money for the status. Some want money for what it can offer, the opportunities. And others want experience, or they want children. They want healing, peace, joy. Everyone wants something different. And it will manifest in a totally different way. You just have to decide what you want, so that then you can sort your algorithm out. And once you realise that the algorithm controls the vibration of the opportunities available to you, in essence, the energy, then, honey, you've cracked it. <laughs> because the algorithm is all about energy. Not just your internal algorithm, but the universal algorithm. Energy is what we are all encompassed of. It is what everything on this earth and in galaxies far, far away are made up of. 
Your energy dictates the opportunities, the people, the experiences which are open to you. Energy is the core of the algorithm. And once you alter the vibration of the energy, if you make it higher, if you make it lower, you will see your entire world alter. So energy, what is energy? (laughs) I know this isn't a physics lesson. Energy is everything. I can't put it into words. Um, It's a complete sensation and state of being. Everything has energy. Everything is connected from the mug you drink out of to the dog you say hello to, to your partner, to yourself. And everything has two types of energy. A female and a male part. The best way that I can describe it and the way which I remember describing it to a friend and she said that it made total sense so I'll use it here. So your male energy is the land, your female energy is the sea. Both are just as important as each other to you being a fulfilled and whole human being but often we have too much of one or too much of the other and they're crotchety or snappy or subdued when they should be bubbling away and moving without distractions or issues around one another. They shouldn't be in constant competition. They should balance each other out and complement one another. And it's not unlike water and oil. So they're totally different properties. They do totally different things. And they should like they can collaborate, but they shouldn't merge. Your vibration of energy is either low or high. And it's either balanced or it's mainly masculine or feminine. And yes, you can tell who has what kind of energy without needing to exchange a single word. And you will have experienced this because it's rather like scent. So energy dissipates in the air. Um, And this is a bit of a physics lesson. So just excuse me and try not to get mad. (laughs) Don't switch out. Um, So because the air is made of particles that vibrate together, it sends signals everywhere and our energy is a call. This is why when someone steps into a room, you can feel what their energy is because it is actually like impacting the particles and then it's sending like bouncing off into yours as well. And this is why, like, when people get too close to you, you'll feel it, and it's, it's amazing. Um, but it can also be really, really toxic. Um, but sometimes people, energy, it you can almost, like, feel the sound of it. So sometimes it's a war cry, sometimes it's a whisper, sometimes it's a song, sometimes it's a scream. Sometimes it's something else entirely. But the vibration of your energy is what connects you to certain people, certain circumstances, and certain events. High vibration energy will only connect with high vibration energy. To connect with low vibrational energy feels like being white with murk, sucks of energy. Like, yeah. While low vibration energy will only connect with low vibration energy. Because to connect with high vibration energy, it feels like being, like, burnt out in the midday sun and just frazzled. 
it's like yeah and you know when you jump start a car it's like that the universe reacts to energy and whether you believe it or not you will have experienced the effects of this as i said everything is energy and because of that you can call out to whichever level of energy you are vibrating at to get opportunities, connections and experiences. But the universe will only be able to connect you to the energy which you are currently at. And because of that, before you call out for anything, so before you set intention, manifest, whatever you want to call it, you have to sort out which level you are vibrating at. Why are you asking for that thing? What is the energy of your purpose and intentions towards that thing? That's why often when we ask for one thing and get something like it but not identical to how we pictured it, we go, well, you know, why was that? And it's because the universe knows our energy and gives us what our energy asks for. So how do you change this to get high five people or opportunities or experiences what I'd always suggest is and this is just at the core of everything so please start doing it start by learning to love and accept yourself and once you do start doing that see how much it impacts the world around you smile every time you see yourself in a mirror Become someone who you look forward to seeing every morning when you get up. And it might sound silly, but I promise you, it works. And the impact it has on the world around you, not only your inner mindset, is truly life-changing. Because when you enjoy seeing yourself, just like you enjoy seeing your friends, your entire vibration changes and the way you treat yourself changes. You see yourself as someone who supports you, who loves you, who validates you without the need for turning to validation from others. That in turn alters the way that other people see you. And I'm not saying that you can't and won't have down days. Everyone does. You'll just bounce back quicker if you have these little things in place that do huge things to your life. And talking of friends, I want you to start analysing the energy in your group because your algorithm really does start and end with not only yourself but the people who you have around you. So start looking at who has your back and who doesn't, who has a high energy and who doesn't. Who have mentioned your name in a room of opportunities and who would like only talk about themselves and all their problems. Surround yourself with good energy and the good will just amplify itself. Surround yourself with authentic energy and you will feel comfortable to express your true self, whoever that may be. It is okay to look at someone who was once really close to you and to go, you know, I just don't feel like your energy is what I need in my life right now. 
and then to put a bit of distance between you and them. You're not cutting them off, though sometimes that too is a very necessary action. You're just saying, this is where I am, and it's not where you are, and that's okay. I just don't want your energy in my close circle impacting my life, my algorithm, my future. That's okay. We humans, we evolve. We're not supposed to constantly stay in the same circle or have the people around us who we have from birth, okay? You are meant to evolve. You are meant to meet new people. You are meant to be inspired by new people. You are meant to climb to different energetic levels as you go through your inner journey. And I do have a mini exercise that you might find helpful to kind of um, visualize the whole energy thing. So I remember I was in a counseling session a few years back and my counselor told me to draw a circle in the middle of the page. And that was my safe space with me inside. And she told me to imagine what it looked like, then whether anyone else was in there with me. Those that weren't, she told me to put outside at different proximities to my safe space, depending how toxic or otherwise I believe them to be, and the impact that they had on my life, how much I trusted them, all of that jazz. And you kind of have to do this with your energy. You can either do it for, like, draw it out or you can just visualize it in your head but you have to draw your boundaries you have your bubble which is where your energy sits unchanged by the world around you and then you have that other bubble which those closest to you can impact and you have to decide where everyone stands in relation to that bubble Who are you going to have close enough to affect your own energy? And who do you not want to to influence that bubble? You have to make these choices. And sometimes they're really hard choices. They're ones that you have to be very realistic with. Because the people you have around you and the situations they are attached to, the people that they interact with, this will all influence your own life whether you realise it or not. Things they talk about, the content they consume, their network, it all has a knock-on effect and you have to decide what you want your algorithm to be and then see whether anyone else's algorithm close to you is actually creating Um, a very negative toxic space that is holding you back and this is also where solo time is so important you cannot return to your own energy level if you are constantly around other people it's just not possible to constantly stay grounded and uninfluenced so wherever you find peace whether that's a place or a hobby or an activity Make sure to work it regularly into your routine because it will ground you and it will help you to improve that connection you have to the universe, to yourself and to higher levels of energy. You cannot hear yourself if you are constantly listening to the incessant natter 
of the world around you. Finding your peace, your solo time is essential to growing as a being and finding your path. But that is a different episode because otherwise we'll be here for hours. (laughs) And I could talk for hours about the algorithm of life, but I probably start repeating myself and bore you silly. So I'm going to move on to the question part of the episode. Last time I asked you which part of yourself you've grieved over losing the most. Did it hurt to ask yourself and realise that? It probably did, a little bit. Did the answer surprise you when you sat with it? Did you even ask yourself this question? Or was it a bit too close to the bone? As always, I'm going to give my answer to the question I posed. Um, I did actually have to sit with this one and, and think about it and yeah, just listen to myself Um, because the initial surface answer that pops up, um, it wasn't the actual answer that I got when I, yeah, when I sat with it. So the part of myself that I have grieved over losing the most is the soft part of my natural personality. Um, Because of circumstances, I've had to shut down that part of myself over and over again. And the result is that I don't like to and I can't tap into it. Um, Not because I don't want to, um, but because it often gets me hurt. But losing it also hurts because people have taken advantage of it and used it against me. So that's the part of me that I've grieved over the most. The soft part that's deeply romantic, completely trusting of people's intentions, wanting to help everyone and endlessly hopeful. And there are little sparks of that still there. It's just, um, yeah, being stamped over a little bit. And then kind of like Pandora's box, like locked away, key thrown away. Um, and maybe one day I'll find a place where I can tap into a different version of all that and maybe you'll be able to do the same with yours whatever it was I hope so for next time I want to ask you this question what role does your inner child play in your life and your inner child is uh probably something that you've had to squash down um it's that creative little sparky energy that gets excited about the little things and um is i don't know slightly innocent um but obviously it's different for everyone but yeah sit with that let me know um which answer you get because I do love hearing and thank you to everyone who's sent me in their answers um but yeah to keep up with the studio and all the latest projects go to at Solemnico on Instagram everyone's welcome and I've got lots of free resources I publish for journaling self-discovery self-love and healing you can find notes from a small room now on Spotify 
very exciting, uh, as well as Apple Podcasts and Substack. Episodes are published every other week, uh, so subscribe on whichever channel you listen, and I can't wait to catch up with you in the next one. Thank you for listening to Notes from a Small Room, the self-love podcast that has the conversations they wouldn't want to put on a t-shirt. Take care, lovely. Bye. Thank you.